Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Gomes. And I'm Anna Cash. Here, we come together to bring you a podcast all about preserving food safely, easily, and dare I say perfectly at home. We are master food preservers, moms, wives, and we love talking about canning. We've decided the world needs a podcast that shares up-to-date, modern, safe information about canning, dehydrating, freezing, freeze-drying, and more. We answer listener questions, teach beginner and intermediate techniques, and share our very best tips for preserving successfully. We'll show you how to find trusted recipes, sources, and more so you never have to second-guess your preserving practices again. Ready to can like a master preserver? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. I am Jenny, and I'm here with my co-host, Anna, and we are discussing something that Anna and I have gotten questions about a lot over the years, and that's canning on a smooth cooktop. And I feel like there's a lot of uncertainty about whether you can or cannot preserve on a smooth cooktop. So we're going to talk about the ins and outs of using a smooth cooktop for your food preservation needs. And we're going to rely on Anna's expertise because she cans on a smooth cooktop. And I do not. I have a old-fashioned electric coil stove that I can on, which works great for that. But Anna is going to guide us through her experience canning with a smooth cooktop. So Anna, what kind of cooktop do you can on? Yeah. So I want to say about a year and a half ago, we had a smoke damage fire issue, like smoke damage in our home and insurance covered to replace our stove. So it's a brand new Frigidaire glass top stove. It's been really great. I've really loved it. But one of the things that I did when we first got it is I called the manufacturer to see about weight limits and if it's okay to can on this glass top stove because I've heard really bad things about canning on glass top, especially from All American, the pressure canner company. They say it's not recommended pressure can at all on a glass top stove. So let's get into it, Jenny. Let's talk about why that is and some things to look for. Okay. There's a lot of really great articles out there, specifically from the Penn State Extension. So some manufacturers will say it's not recommended for canning. And I would say, I mean, as much as we would like to, Anna and I cannot address every manufacturer, every make and model of a smooth cooktop. But we can tell you some things that you need to think about, ask about, and look into when deciding if your smooth cooktop will work for canning or if you should you know, do something different. Some manufacturers say it's okay to can on the smooth cooktops, but they have limits on the diameter of the canner compared to the diameter of the burner. So it depends a lot on the size of the burners available on your smooth cooktop, right? And the main issue with canning on the smooth cooktop is the issue of the weight. What other issues have you read about, Anna? Do people have other issues with with it other than it just being too heavy? There's the weight issue. And then there's also the refracted heat that comes off of your pressure canner. Like if you have a full, you know, seven quarts inside your pressure canner, that weight and the heat from the pressure canner that's reflected back onto the glass top. Mm. uh, That's why they say that the diameter of your 
heat source needs to be the same or a little bit larger than the actual pressure canner. Otherwise, that heat coming off the pressure canner onto the cold cooktop surface can crack it and break it. So there's two issues, really. The first is weight. Second is the heat transfer that can happen. I see. Okay, so what may happen if you are using a canning setup on a smooth top cooktop when it's not recommended is that you may have the burner can be damaged, it can discolor, there can be cracking and or fusion of the metal to the glass top. I cannot imagine how awful that would be <laughs> to have <laughs> your pot fused to the glass top. I mean, what a nightmare. So stressful. Yeah, so stressful. Scratching can happen when you're doing the sliding. Your canner is really heavy, right? So you want to slide it, and that's how it can end up scratched. I know I like to do the slide, so I would I would think that that would be something to be really careful of. I know that I, almost exclusively, I'll say, when I'm water bath canning, I'm not using the big speckled pot. I'm using uh, a steam canner, and we have an episode all about steam canning. But steam canning is a is a little bit different because you're only boiling two or three inches of water. So the whole overall weight of the canner is a lot less than a water bath canner and a lot less than a pressure canner, quite a bit less than a pressure canner. So while I don't use a smooth top cooktop, I have thought I would be able to can on it because it would be not as heavy, but maybe I'm not I'm not 100% sure on that, but that is the thinking that I would employ. So what else, Anna, can you tell us about? What Tell us about the autom- automatic cutoffs on burners, Anna. Yeah, so when you use an electric stove, they do this weird thing where they turn on and then they turn off and then they turn on. And I don't know why they do it. I don't know why there's not a continuous heat source there. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously not a mechanical engineer. I do not know, but... It's one of the more frustrating things about using an electric gas top stove. And one of the main concerns is that if you have something that's boiling, say a water bath canner or a pressure canner, like will it be able to sustain the heat necessary to have your boil be continuous, right? Mm -hmm. I've never had an issue with that. Like once I bring something up to boil, it, it pretty much stays that way. I don't know. Does your coil stove do, do you have issues with that it just it's so it's old enough that it just stays hot it just stays on there are no safety features there that are going to prevent me from <laughs> from over boiling or or getting too hot which is probably uh, <laughs> a, a coin with two sides right but it's those safety features that you'd have to consider if your smooth top did click on and off it might be difficult to get that rolling boil and to maintain it, which would be necessary, absolutely necessary for both water bath canning and pressure canning. And now a quick word about our courses. Want to learn more about canning? Check out our video courses. Anna's beginner and advanced canning courses are available at smarthomecanning.com. And Jenny teaches super fast steam canning at startcanning.com. Use the code POD25, that's P-O-D-25, to get 25% off those courses today. Another thing to consider if you're trying to decide if you're going to do a smooth top plus canning would be the shape of your canner. And by that, we mean the diameter, the size and shape. 
and if it is the right size to match up with your burner. And then also think about, do I want to be canning on that particular burner? Like if I never can, maybe I'm only only one, but I never can on my front burners. I always can on the back ones. And I think that's because when I started canning, my kids were teeny tiny and I was afraid they would reach up and touch or be too close to the the boiling water. What do you have to say about that, Anna, the, the size and the location? Yeah, like I said, you want to get one that's the same diameter as, as the bottom of whatever pot you're using. So my kids are older now. And so I always process things on my front burner just because it's easier like for me to take jars out and stuff. I have a like my range hood is like kind of low. And so it's just easier for me to get things out if it's on in the front corner. It's also a good idea, I was going to say, to talk about the shape of the the base of your pressure canner, your speckled canner, all of that makes a difference on your glass top. Mm-hmm. So you will want to try and find pots and pressure canners that are flat on the bottom. You don't want one that has a convex shape or like the granite where, uh, like Jenny was saying, the speckled pot has some ridges underneath, but you're going to want to try and find pots that are flat on, on the bottom. That's a great point. Victorio makes a stainless steel canner specifically for use on smooth top cooktops. And it's also suitable with an induction burner. And then Presto has a pressure canner that is made with heavy gauge polished aluminum with a stainless steel clad base suitable for an induction burner as well as a smooth top. So there are options. So if you have a smooth top and you're unsure about, you know, you're you're really going to be very cautious, I would seek out either the stainless steel canner by Victorio for smooth top or the Presto pressure canner that is specifically for smooth top ranges. Yeah. And maybe we could take a minute and just talk about alternatives. So maybe you contact your manufacturer and they say, no, it's Mm. not a good idea. That weight isn't a good idea on Mm -hmm. your glass top. What are some alternatives we can do, Jenny? Oh, great segue. So it's a common practice, I guess I would say, to can outside on a propane burner. And I can just, I can say from experience that that can work really great. But the thing that you are up against when you're canning outdoors on a propane type burner outside is the wind is just going to blow your heat away. Your wind is working against you, boiling your heat away. So in my experience, it just takes longer for your your boiling water bath to come to a boil. It takes It takes longer for everything. But of course, the upside is that you're not breaking your smooth cooktop and or you're not heating up your house. So it can be really great. It's especially good to remember that if you're making a jam or something that requires pectin, if you're taking that extra time to cook outdoors where the wind is blowing your heat away, I've learned this the hard way that if you're cooking for a long, 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 long time, you're cooking off the naturally occurring or added pectin and you may end up with jam that's not going to set. So that doesn't mean that if you are just canning outdoors, that'll happen. If you're just canning outdoors, that won't be an issue. But if you're also preparing the jam or also preparing your jelly, that's something to keep in mind. What are some other workarounds for people with smooth top cooktops, Anna? 
Yeah. So I also have an induction burner. A lot of times I'll take that with me to do a workshop or a class and that can be set up on a table. I also have a electric ball. I think it's called a fresh tech and it's a water bath canner and it's really large. And so I take those two things to classes with me. I've never done pressure canning on the induction burner, but I'd be interested to try it. So let's talk about each of those options. So the induction burner is kind of like a nicer version of a hot plate that you might use in a dorm. Is that right? Yeah. The one that I have is kind of, it's more of like an industrial one that you might Mm -hmm. see in a kitchen, like a commercial kitchen, but it's probably 18 to 20 inches across, I think. Pretty big. And I just, I love it. I think it's really, I think it's super handy. And then your other tool that you take with you is? Is the water bath canner that you can plug in. It's an electric ball fresh tech is the name of the uh, water bath canner. Mm-hmm. And that's if, you know, maybe you have a glass top stove that can't handle a lot of weight or you just don't have the ability to, like you don't have enough space on your stove for both things. So right, maybe you cook your jam and then you process it uh, over on the other counter with your fresh tech. So that's really great that you mentioned the fresh tech. And I, I think this device deserves a, a section in an episode all its own. But uh, I had a friend who was gifted one of these and I was invited to can with her one day. And I thought, Okay, before I had ever used it, I thought this is going to be like a gadgety, gimmicky, you know, one trick pony kind of thing. And I left that day thinking this is really handy. It is really handy to be able to you could plug it in outside. You could plug it in on top of your washing machine. You could plug it in anywhere in the house or anywhere where there's an outlet. And it comes to a boil really quickly. I thought it has a really neat spout at the bottom for draining so you're not lifting that heavy pot of boiling water if you need to empty it. I just thought that was a really great tool and I plan to purchase one as soon as I have the room in my kitchen to store it. That's the only drawback I thought was, well, it is an expense. It's kind of expensive and they're just kind of big to store. But that is, if I had a smooth top and I wasn't sure about canning on, that's how I would go. I would get the ball fresh tech. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And I love that it's it's uh, about the size of your speckled pot or or maybe even a little bit bigger. I just right. and it heats up super fast. So way faster than on a regular cooktop, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I couldn't believe how fast it was boiling and ready to process stuff. I just used it at one of my workshops a week and a half ago and we made a apricot jam and I was like, oh, like the uh, induction burner, I think was pulling too much electricity from the power strip. Right. And so I had to do them one at a time mm. with the extension cord. And so I, I was like, yeah, go back to your seat, have some snacks. It'll be just a minute while we heat up the water. And it was not even like five minutes. It was great. Yeah. When I did, I, it was boiling before I even noticed. And I didn't even start my timer the second it was boiling. Cause I was like, Oh, whoa, we're already boiling. I mean, it's, it's quick. It's a, it's actually a very handy tool. Yeah. I'm glad that we mentioned that because it's, if, if you are thinking, okay, shoot, I can't can on my smooth top that if you've got the cabinet space and you can fit it into your budget, I think that is 
an easy workaround, I think. Yeah. Yeah. How much was a ball fresh tech last time you priced it, Anna? Ooh, I don't know. I actually got mine. I know you're shocked. Secondhand. <laughs> I had a friend reach out and she said, Hey, I didn't use this as much as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Are you interested in it? And so I ended up purchasing it for, I think, $60, but they're probably closer to like $150. I'm looking on Amazon right now just so that we can give up to date. The Ball Fresh Tech Electric Water Bath Canner on Amazon today uh, is not available on Amazon as far as I can tell. <laughs> Let me check another website. I actually would use the or recommend the Ball Fresh Tech Electric Water Bath Canner for people who live at a higher elevation and for whom using a steam canner isn't sensible. So to briefly explain, if you're using a a steam canner, you can't have processing times over 45 minutes because the amount of water inside will run dry. So it's not great if you live over like 5,000 feet because of the added time to your processing times you'll have to add for your elevation. So if you are looking for a way to speed up your canning process, regardless of the smooth top, I think that actually would be a great workaround. So it looks like it's currently out of stock on some websites, but it's in the $150 range is what I'm finding. So that is a big expense. However, if you had in a if you had to repair or replace your smooth top because you canned on it when you shouldn't have, that's obviously a, a better way of going is just to purchase the fresh tech. And like you could be like Anna and find it <laughs> the used. other option. Yeah, the other option. Yeah. I also would hate to the telephone call that I would have to make if I had to tell my husband that I had fused my canner to the cooktop. I can't even imagine. (laughs) I would lose it. I would be so mad. Oh, I'd be sick. Are you kidding? That'd be terrible. That would be so terrible. So I think that that is a great way to work around if you're not sure. And then we just want to reiterate that you definitely should reach out to the manufacturer. I know I asked at my local Sears store about that, and he said that they could look up each make and model and see if it was safe for canning. So I feel confident that if you reach out to a manufacturer oh, and or go into stores, they should be able, I mean, you may have to ask a couple of times to get like somebody who knows what you're asking, but I, I would definitely encourage you to, to contact the manufacturer to find out for sure before before proceeding. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you just would rather be safe than sorry. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that wraps up our episode on canning on smooth cooktops. It's a question we get asked a lot and I wish we could give like a one and done answer for everybody, but I think it really depends on the type of cook stove you have. But hopefully we gave you some ideas for working around working around that cooktop if you don't feel comfortable canning on it or if it's flat out not recommended to can on your particular type of stove. Perfect. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to Jenny or I, and we look forward to our next episode. That's our show. We don't want you to miss an episode, so please be sure to subscribe. If you found this episode helpful and informative, please give our show a rating and review. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps our show grow. Follow us on social media at Smart Home Canning and at The Domestic Wildflower. Email your preserving questions to 
perfectlypreservedpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer your questions on the show. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode released every week.